When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Telling the words MAGA country. How? Bring on Funky Friday. Red Friday. As we get funky. And remember everyone deploy. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Don. So, I told you over three years ago, more than three years ago, that Donald Trump has destroyed the Democrats. Just destroyed them because... They had one thing and one thing in my uh, one thing only in mind, and that was their hatred, uh, their deep need to try to destroy Donald Trump. And they would take anything that was happening in America that was negative and pin it on Donald Trump. And they're still trying to do that, by the way. In fact, a couple of years ago, Joe Biden. At that time, he was cooling his heels. He had been vice president for eight years. He tweeted this. What happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor. That homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. Kamala Harris, at that time, she was a senator. She said, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. (laughs) This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or the color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Bernie Sanders at that time was what Bernie Sanders is now, an old fart socialist. He tweeted this. The racist and homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is a horrific instance of the surging hostility toward minorities around the country. We must come together to eradicate all forms of bigotry and violence. And on and on the diatribe went. From people like Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker and Katy Perry and Rob Reiner and Cher and Mindy Kaling and Kerry Washington and Alyssa Milano and Molly Ringwald and Billy Eichner and on and on it went. How wonderful Jesse's mullet was and how awful Donald Trump is because Donald Trump started all this white hate in America. Donald Trump's fault. In fact, the entirety of the Democrat media complex, from Joe Biden to CNN's media correspondent Brian Stelter, but was left of their credibility on the line on behalf of the Empire actor, Dave Chappelle famously said, this dude's lying. Dave Chappelle tells the truth. So over the uh, past half century or so, What has happened in America is the law enforcement complex and popular culture have conferred an extra level of seriousness and gravity to hate crimes, as opposed to regular crimes. The definition of a hate crime, according to the FBI on their website, a regular crime with an added element of bias, a criminal offense against a person, property, whatever, motivated in whole or in part by an offender's bias against a race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, gender, or gender identity. So hate crimes grab headlines, particularly when Donald Trump is in office, because, well, you know, he motivated these guys to attack Jesse Smollett in the way that they did. You're in MAGA country. It explains why the media instantly got into the frenzy when a gay black actor allegedly attacked in Chicago on one of the coldest nights Chicago has ever had. You know, because the MAGA guys were just, they were out there just roaming the streets looking for a black gay guy that they could pour bleach on and put a noose around his neck. You know, because that's what was happening in America during the Trump years. Thank God our buddy Joe Biden came along and saved us from all those roaming gangs of white supremacists that were all over the streets looking for black gay guys they could pour bleach on. Whew. 
wow. Of course, the media and Hollywood and politicians embraced this whole story and pushed it. I just gave you examples. There are more. The NAACP, Donald Trump. He's to blame. Maxine Waters said that Jesse Smollett is a fantastic human being and that Donald Trump deserves the blame. The New York Times. The New York Times. They said, like it's gospel, that Jesse Smollett was attacked in Chicago by two assailants who yelled racial and homophobic sirs and you're in MAGA country. Don Limon, of course. I've been texting with him every day. We found out that Limon was texting him and telling him what was going on with the police. Elliot Page. No, Ellen Page. Cher, Rob Reiner, I named them all. George Takai. They were all there. They were all backing Jesse Smollett. Not a word from him yesterday. Not a word. Not one word. In fact, the old buddy Al Sharpton, the racist Al Sharpton, Tawana Brawley, Al Sharpton, that Al Sharpton said that whoever did this to Jesse Smollett, this was when it happened, whoever did this to Jesse Smollett should suffer, needs to suffer the maximum penalty. Al Sharpton said that. Well, Al, I agree with you. Jesse Smollett did it to Jesse Smollett. Lock him up. Lock him up. Nothing less than locking him up. Now, look, I'm not a fool. He's going to get probation. He's going to walk. Although he shouldn't, and he's going straight to prison. Why? And listen, you, you liberal lefties out there, you need to be demanding that he go to prison. Why? Because he set, number one, race relations back. That's number one. Number two, he tried to start a race war in this country with this. That's number two. He tried to start a race war, tried to bring out people to fight against white people and get it back and forth. He was trying to get that done. He needs to go to jail for that, for trying to get that done. And number three, for those of you who believe in hate crimes, who think that hate crimes should carry a stiffer penalty than a regular crime, that a hate crime murder is tougher, is worse than a regular murder, although the result is the same, but those of you who believe in that, this guy just screwed you around like you would not believe. Because we know there have been many examples over the past few years of this kind of thing happening. People torching and burning, black people torching and burning their own cars and blaming white people for it. We know it's happened. We've seen it happen. But here we got a guy who definitely did this. He 100% did this to himself, and he tried to blame others for it he's the lowest of the low if a white guy had done this and blamed it on a black guy barack obama's president if a white guy had done it and blamed it on the obama administration and blamed it on black guys you know what would happen to that guy even even Michelle Obama's chief of staff couldn't get him sprung. She was the one, by the way, Tina Chen, who called up Kim Fox. She was Michelle Obama's chief of staff and said, hey, don't prosecute him. And Kim Fox, remember, she dropped the case and then she recused herself you remember all that when, when that was going on oh by the way this is the same tina chen who went to work for times up the organization attempting to drive sexual misconduct out of hollywood and she had to resign this year because she was also on the phone with andrew cuomo giving him advice on how to shame sexual assault victims so that's the kind of person she is, and she came to Jesse Smollett's defense at the request of Michelle Obama. Smollett needs to be cooling his heels in prison for years to come. For years. Not just 90 days. Not a year. 
each charge, and there were five of them, he was five out of six, he was found guilty of. Each charge carries about a three-year sentence. I think that's fair. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Fair enough. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. 15 years. Put him away. You shouldn't do this. You had cops all over the streets of Chicago who were running around trying to find the guys. And Smollett had hired them. And he had paid them. And he tried to start a race war. 15 years. 210-599-5555. That denigrates what a real... Right. Hate crime is. That's correct. Lock him up. Lock him up now. They're not going to. They're soft on crime in Chicago. But, you know, it really is surprised me to get that kind of verdict out of Chicago. Wow. You know, they saw. They saw what happened. They saw that this guy lied. They saw that he endangered the lives of cops, that he endangered the lives of people everywhere, that he tried to start a race war with this. And so he needs to be locked up. He needs to go away. 210-599-5555. Well, Joe Biden's policies keep getting people killed everywhere you turn. First, there was Afghanistan, and we have now more stories of murder coming uh, out of Afghanistan, the Taliban killing those that Joe Biden left behind. And now you've got at least 54 people killed, dozens injured after a Mexican container truck packed with more than 200 U.S. illegal immigrants headed his way. They were in Chiapas. Flipped over, hit a bridge down there, and killed at least 54 aboard. Uh, if you care to see the pictures, you can go on the Internet, and there's the bodies lined up covered with sheets down the middle of the street in Chiapas, Mexico. This guy's been responsible for more death than anybody I can imagine, and he continues with his policies, encouraging people to come here, uh, getting people killed. In fact, getting Americans killed as well. You know why? Because people who are coming up from the southern border have brought COVID with them. And people have caught it in America. The wave of illegal immigrants crossing the border has led to overcrowding in eight of the nine southwest border uh, sectors. Every sector except Big Ben is over capacity per COVID guidelines. The Yuma sector, more than 800% over the recommended COVID-19 detention capacity. In the Rio Grande Valley sector, nearly 4,500 migrants are being detained, pushing the COVID-19 capacity limits to 350% over the limit. In the Del Rio sector, 500% over the limit. But Anthony Fauci says that's another matter. It's not relative to what's happening here in America. We have people stuffed in these sectors all along the border. We have people coming across, walking on ranch land, because you guys keep sending me your videos, and thank you for doing that, people walking on your ranch land, and you're having to rebuild your property. We have them streaming across and bringing drugs and COVID. The meth traffic at our border is at unbelievable record highs. Joe Biden has done nothing, nothing said he was going to reinstitute the whole stay in Mexico policy. Well, that was BS. Just like he said he was going to put Kamala in charge. That was BS. Just like he said he was going to do a whole lot to mitigate gas uh, price rises. That was BS. Just like he said he was going to deal with supply chain and get those boats offloaded. You know what they did with those boats, right? Instead of hovering right off the coast, they sent them out to sea. So you can't see them anymore. <laughs> Out of sight, out of mind, that solved the problem right there. But the problem at the southern border is worse than it has ever been, ever been. And it's a COVID nightmare at the southern border. Nightmare. And yet, yet when Anthony Fauci was asked about it, because they're making us jump through hoops, they're putting masks on our children. They're doing all kinds of things to American citizens that restrict our lives in this country concerning COVID. But down at the border, y'all keep coming and keep bringing it. And they got them stacked high all up and down the border with COVID. Those are the ones we caught. The rest of them who keep coming across, who keep coming across, are bringing it as well. But Anthony Fauci says, that's a different matter. It, you know, that's okay. 
because somehow the people who come across the border, they won't infect anybody with COVID, you see. You don't have to worry about them. They're not super spreaders. See, if, if you catch it from somebody who came across the border illegally, you really don't catch it. You don't get, you don't get it from those people. You can get it from Aunt Lou when she comes for Christmas. If you don't make, a, make her prove that she's vaccinated, you can get it from her. But when the guys come from Honduras to Gusegalpa, that's okay. They're not going to bring it to you. They're not going to give it to you. Don't worry about it. 800% beyond the COVID limits down there. Y'all want to talk about Rachel Rollins today? Okay. All right. I just heard a holler over there from Elaine. She said, yep. Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what this, this panel of judges did concerning, um, the January 6th situation. We'll talk about that coming up. And Joe Biden was at the, you know, reading a eulogy yesterday for Bob Dole. And at the end of his speech that he was reading, he read what he what he's supposed to read. <laughs> we got that for you, too, coming up. We faced periods of division. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, yeah. we've always found ways to come together. Yeah. We can find that unity again. Uh-huh. And the message said, end of message. <laughs> And uh, just because a record has a groove, don't make it in the groove. That's hilarious. Thank you, Chris. That's so good. So, Democrats, you still want to say he's older? <laughs> you, you still want this guy going up against Putin and against Z and little Kim? You still want this guy in charge of the nukes? Are you, are you serious now? Uh, you you can you can intellectually be honest with yourself and say this dude end of message. That's the end of the message. That's what's written here. It says end of message. So I'm just supposed to say it because it's written in front of me. End of message. <laughs> it would have been really funny. I had, you know the script had you know included what he was supposed to do next. Return to seat. Don, he's done it. Yeah. He's actually had that happen before. Yeah. Where, yeah, where he, you know how he turns on his heels and leaves, and right. it says immediately leave, and he goes, "That's the end of the message." Immediately leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, here, here's what a dumbass he is. Then he leaves the podium and he walks over, starts shaking the hands of the elderly people that are sitting there in the front row because Bob Dole's friends are elderly, right? right of yeah, course, right. including Bob Dole's widow, the beautiful and very wonderful Elizabeth Dole. Mm-hmm. By name wearing a mask. Now that son of a gun sits here and preaches to us day, 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 day. He said this week, wear your mask unless you're eating or talking into a microphone. And since that time, I've got four public occasions when he's been among people and doesn't put his mask on. And when yesterday at the Bob Dole Memorial was one of them, he went over and started shaking hands. God bless you. You know, just spitting all over him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a mask on. So what that proves to me is, first of all, he's not there. And second of all, he really doesn't believe in the mask, which none of none of the rest of us do either. Maybe they should include those instructions on the script as well. <laughs> Put your mask, Put mask on. on. Well, you know, they've actually, we, we've got tape and we played it where he'll walk away with his mask and Kamala goes, Joe, 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 your mask. Ooh, we all forgot. So uh, the world's richest man tweeted this week, should I quit my jobs? Do you think he ought to quit? No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and this is what I'm talking about is Elon Musk. Right. He tweeted, thinking of quitting my jobs and becoming an influencer full time. He'd probably make more money that way. Or, oh, you know he would. <laughs> WDYT, what do you think? See, this is that new lingo you got to get up on. Right. Yeah. WDYT. And he had a conference call in January, and he said, it'd be nice to have a bit more free time on my hands as opposed to just working day and night from when I wake up to when I go to sleep seven days a week. It's pretty intense. 
And then before that, he asked, and we mentioned this when it happened, should I sell the 10% stake in my electric car maker, which is Tesla, the one that you own? Right. And and so he did, because people on his Twitter said, yeah, and he he sold $12 billion worth of stock. He put $12 billion in his pocket. Mm -hmm. uh, He doesn't doesn't need to show up at the office today. Are you kind of thinking he could take Friday off? Yeah, he could probably take an extended three-day weekend, you know, probably wouldn't hurt him much so thinking of quitting my jobs and becoming an influencer full-time now you never know if elon is like messing around with you because right. this time of day he, he'll say and i follow him on twitter this time of day he'll say i'm on the porcelain throne and i'm sending out my orders you know it's just <laughs> i love him i i know our politics probably don't match up i'm not real sure what his politics are mm-hmm. but i like this kind of you know i'm thinking in different ways than everybody else right yeah Speaking of uh, space stuff, too, uh, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, however you prefer to say it, in his SpaceX, it's not SpaceX, it's a Blue Origin, is sending Michael Strahan into space tomorrow. Right. Yeah. They better put a little extra little extra something and they get up and go for that rocket though it's a big dude well that's he will be the tallest man to ever be in space another 150 pounds isn't that something <laughs> yeah. so i think that's cool former you know hall of fame uh, defensive uh, player for the new york giants and of course an incredible television career yeah he's he's all over the place he's yeah. on good morning america everywhere and then fox nfl sunday he's well and there, he so. did the kelly and michael show until right. he had to leave to go do the other show that he does right, now yeah. and so so many other times and he's got the gap in his teeth, but they've told him many times, don't don't do anything about that. No. Stay, don't go gapless. That's right. a that is a trademark look, and mm-hmm. you need to keep it. Uh, barefoot is uh, barefoot wines. Are you a wine guy? You in Georgia do wine? I wine quite often, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I think I whined to you this morning. He's going to be here all week. Yeah. So uh, anyway, Barefoot Wines is coming out with a new wine. Mm-hmm. And it's called Oreo Thins. It's a red oh, yeah, wine. I heard that, about this. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I did. Uh, a red wine designed to combine with the popular cookie. It's a scrumptious medley of blackberry, dark cherry aromas as they transition into delicate flavors of chocolate, cookies, and cream, followed by a smooth, lingering finish. <laughs> <laughs> thank you chris that's exactly my yeah, thought we were, we were all thinking that now i'm not a wino you know what i'm saying it's not i i'll drink a glass every once in a while i had sure. one the other day because we had some steak um i've got a very good friend of mine who is a wine expert and he has some very expensive glass uh, bottles of wine i doubt very seriously that the captain sadie is gonna have oreo wine from barefoot right around unless it's a joke you know what i'm saying yeah we have several we have a lot of several bottles of wine at home because my wife grew up uh her, her dad ran restaurants and whatever oh well, there you go and so he really knew what wine goes best with this so when people you know she's very knowledgeable about all that so people think well she must she must like to drink wine so yeah. like at christmas and her birthday or whatever you know sure enough there's always you know a bottle of wine sometimes too <laughs> that's what sadie does they just sit there yeah nobody ever touches them. well he he never shows up to an event at the house without bringing some really good wine and like yeah. i said i'm not a wino right. you know i'm not a sure. guy that's i can't tell you i'm not a connoisseur in fact here here's how i review wines because one time nancy and i were at disney world and they do this wine and food thing mm-hmm. and you actually go to in these tents along the way they do wine tastings and they do have some pretty foo-foo guys that stand up front and say now swirl it around in the glass holding the glass loosely by the stem and then now pass it by your nose so you can get a breathe, a whiff of what's in the wine. And this guy was doing it this time, and I'm sitting there, and he goes, Now, do you notice the oak? And we all kind of nodded and went, Yeah, there's oak in there. And then he passed it back by, and he goes, Now, do you notice the almond? And we said, Yeah. Everybody's nodding. Yeah. there's None of us can smell oak no. and almond. Right. And then he does it again, and he goes, charcoal you notice the charcoal we all went yeah there's charcoal you know no we don't yeah. and then he goes cat pee <laughs> 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 and so every time i drink a glass of wine i go oak almond cat pee <laughs> <laughs> The next time around, it was jokes on you. It's Boone's Farm. <laughs> That's right. Eulogy. Huh. Get your phone call. Mm. Mm. It's Friday. Red. Remember, everyone deployed. Wear red today. 
Need some pledgers to call in, 210-599-5555, or do it on your phone at email to Trey at ktsa.com. You'll say the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and yours. Hope you enjoy yourself. We're going to be off the last couple of weeks of the year. And so um, I hope you enjoy your your Christmas and holiday time and, and all of that. All right, so let's go to January 6th for a second. I want to tell you something significant that happened yesterday, and it's, it, it involves Donald Trump, but it's beyond Donald Trump, okay? Let me explain. Uh, the January 6th thing, uh, this is turning out to be a hit job by the uh, Congress, all right? It's a political hit job. But everything that the Democrats are trying to do right now is to prevent a return of Donald Trump, all right? They don't want him to come back in 2024 and knock out whoever the Democrat is. And so everything that they are doing right now, and Smollett was part of it, but everything that, and we'll get into more Smollett coming up, but everything that they have been doing is trying to kick Donald Trump in the knees, kneecap him so that he's a non-factor in 2024. And this January 6th investigation is that. They're trying to lay this word insurrection, and that was not an insurrection. It was a riot. It was out of control. I'm not in any shape, form, or fashion saying bursting into the Congress like that and doing what they did was the right thing to do, all right? But it was not an insurrection. It was not an overthrow of the government. However, they've got a, a committee in the in the House, the Democrat House, Representative Benny Thompson, if you know him, he's a Democrat from Mississippi. If you know anything about him, he is a left-wing hack job. He's the chairman of the committee, and they have demanded all these papers from Donald Trump. Donald Trump claimed executive privilege, which is something that is as old as our country, that there are things that the president and his staff, just like attorney-client privilege, can discuss and do and that should never come to the public light because the president should be allowed to speak freely and act freely with his staff without backslap on it. He should be able to do that. He should be able to have these conversations, wide-ranging conversations. And so a lot of these things are covered by executive privilege. So were the issues concerning January 6th. Well, this panel... And, and let me ask you a real quick question. What, what is the House of Representatives? It's a legislative body which makes them political, right? They are elected by the people, supposedly, and they are a political body. They're not a criminal investigative body. At the moment, they're acting like a political or, or like a criminal investigative body. They're not the FBI. They're not the Department of Justice. They are not your local police department. They're not a state police department. They are a political body. So they subpoenaed items, discussions that were under executive privilege. Joe Biden, being the current occupant of the White House, said, no, we're not going to cover those with executive privilege. Nah. Trump said, yeah, we need to cover those by executive privilege. And why? Because you never want a following administration to use what they find, the discussions of the presidency, you don't want them to use that in a political hit job on the person they just replaced, particularly if that person has a political life and is going to come back and possibly run against you. That's exactly what they're doing. So it went to an appeals court, two appointed, two three-judge panel, two appointed by Barack Hussein Obama and one appointed by Joe Biden unanimously said yesterday that, yes, they have to turn over the papers and the information and the discussions and all that. They're not protected by attorney-client privilege or, as we call it, executive privilege. Well, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. It's going to go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will probably get it wrong, too. But they got it wrong. And why did they get it wrong? Again, because this is a political body. The only investigations they can do are political. So they're doing a political investigation to dig up something, some morsel they can use against a future political opponent, whether that's Donald Trump or somebody else in the, his administration. They're attempting to use this in order to to uh, for their political ends in 2022 and 2024 that's it because they're a political organization they are not a criminal investigative division 
Now, if the Department of Justice, the FBI, the D.C. police, you know, whatever, if they were doing a criminal investigation into January 6th and they subpoenaed these documents, now we would, ha- we would be having a completely different discussion. We would be talking about whether or not there's anything criminal relative to what the investigation is and whether or not that stuff should be released. The Democrats don't know what they are bringing about because they won't always be in power. And the next time their president loses his or her executive privilege, just like they're trying to steal it away from Donald Trump, they're going to scream bloody murder. But they don't really care. The ends justify the means when you're an evil Democrat. What's going on in the world? And where news breaks. Local news matters. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. It's always smart to know what's going on. Now on FM 1071. How is he supposed to know? Who attacked him? He's not the police department. He's not the Chicago police. He's not the Chicago Detective Bureau. The Osundaro brothers testified Smollett hired them to carry out the attack. Good morning and welcome to Funky Friday and Red Friday. Wear something red today to remember everyone deployed. Trey Ware here, KTSA, with Elaine and Chris and Don. And Jesse Smollett is guilty and he needs to go to prison. I'm cool with 15 years. Now, I, 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 wait a minute. I know he's going to get probation and he's going to get a little slap on the wrist. Don't hurt him when you slap him on the wrist, by the way. So, yeah, uh, he's gonna, that's probably what he's going to get, but he deserves prison. Why? Why? Because he tried to start a race war in this country. He blamed the president and every single person who supports that president for an attack that never happened that he did on himself. Like Al Sharpton said at the time, Jesse Smollett, my brother, whoever did this to him deserves a maximum penalty. Al Sharpton, I finally agree with you. I finally agree with you. Jesse Smollett did it to himself, and he deserves a maximum penalty. At the time, we heard, you know, the Hollywood class, you know, the classless class of Hollywood, Milano and Reiner. They are, Jesse Smollett's such a wonderful guy. I can't believe that MAGA would do this to him. Just like, you know, it, it's, it's, it, you know, every Trump supporter then was roaming the streets of Chicago on the coldest night of the year looking for gay black men they could pour bleach on and put a noose around their neck. You know, that's what was going on. According to Jesse Smollett, that's what was going on. The fact of the matter is, he's a fame hog. Still is. Joe Biden at the time, Joe was cool in his heels. Joe had been vice president for eight years. It was nothing at that time, and he tweeted this. What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. <laughs> Kamala was just a senator at the time. She wrote, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. <laughs> I'm praying for his quick recovery. That was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or the color of their skin. We must confront this hate, she said. And the rest of them, too, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Cory Booker and, as I said, Katy Perry and Rob Reiner and all the left. Which, by the way, when he was found guilty on five of the six charges yesterday, five of the six charges yesterday, None of them said anything about their previous tweets and their support for Jesse Smollett. None of them. They were suddenly quiet. What they were doing at that time, they were trying to pin everything they could on Donald Trump. And this was just one more thing that they were busily pinning on Donald Trump. Now, over the past century or so, we've had American law enforcement, poverty culture, Obsessed with hate crimes. If you commit murder, well, it deserves one type of punishment. But if you commit murder because of somebody's sexuality or race or religion, well, that's a whole different matter. 
The result is the same, but it's a whole different matter, and you deserve a harsher punishment. I don't know. Uh, you know, execute you twice. So, of course, hate crimes grab headlines. This one was grabbed by the Hollywood establishment, was grabbed by politics and politicians. Why? Because, of course, he blamed Donald Trump. He blamed MAGA. And then, of course, no evidence to prove that it happened by anybody other than him. And he went on with Robin Roberts, and she looked glowingly in his eyes. <laughs> Poor Jesse. Poor Jesse. Can I believe somebody do that to you? Jesse said Robin Roberts on ABC. And, of course, Brian Stelter over at uh, CNN and others. He's going to be back on television soon because he's a rock star who didn't deserve this to happen to him. And we find out yesterday, as we all knew we would, He's guilty of sin. Now, he needs to go away to prison. There were thousands, thousands of police man hours invested in trying to find the, quote, perpetrators of this in Chicago. He needs to pay all those man hours back. Thousands of hours invested. He needs to pay it all back. He needs to go to prison. And sit there in prison because, number one, he tried to start a race war. He tried to start a race war by blaming this on these white guys that were MAGA supporters, and they did this to me. Nobody should ever be allowed to do that. But those of you who are Democrats and lefties who support this whole, you know, hate crime legislation and a hate crime is worse than a regular crime and all, you that support it, you should be demanding this fella go to prison. You should be screaming for him to go to prison. Because if anybody set that cause behind by years and years and decades and decades, it's him. I mean, we've already uncovered that this kind of thing has happened before, that it, that it has happened in the past few years. So people are doing this. They, they create the crime themselves, and then they blame white supremacy or whatever. Donald Trump. NAACP said it was Donald Trump's fault. But do you know when the NAACP said it was Donald Trump's fault? You know when? It, no, it wasn't two years ago when it happened. They did it then, too, but NAACP said it. Tuesday of this week, Donald Trump did this. Tuesday, before the verdict came down. So, those of you who believe in the hate crime legislation, that are upset about hate crimes in this country, so-called hate crimes in this country, and you're worried about the future of hate crimes in this country, you ought to be losing your mind today wanting this guy locked up. You ought to be screaming wanting this guy locked up. And that's where he needs to be. Locked up. He committed a crime. He blamed it on others. What difference is he than in the rogue prosecutor who sends somebody to prison who that rogue prosecutor knows did not commit that crime? Jesse Smollett created this himself, and we all knew it at the time. We just had to wait for the official verdict. And I applaud I applaud the people of Chicago who rendered a just verdict. Now, I'm not, I'm not a dreamer here. I mean, I'm not like out, checked out, you know, in my brain. I, I know he's going to get a slap on the wrist, probation. Bad guy, Jesse, you don't do that again. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. But five of the six counts he was found guilty on, and those five... If you average it out, he should get about 15 years. And that's exactly what he ought to get. 10 to 15. Enjoy it, Jesse. Have fun in there. EKTSA and FM 1071. All right, it's 620. Happy Friday to you. It's Red Friday. Wear something red to remember everyone deployed. It's also Funky Friday. Trey Ware here, KTSA. And I go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline where my friend, former DA and defense attorney, Nico LaHood is standing by with <laughs> those cut abs and those strong deltoids. Dude, you're looking good. I've seen you on Facebook, man. That looks good. You're looking sharp. You've been working hard. 
Well, I'm just trying to play the long game, brother. I want to be here as long as I can for my kids. And you got that right. Heaven someday. I just don't want to do it today. So. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about Jesse Smollett with you for a little bit. I think the guy needs jail time. I just ranted on that a little bit when we started this hour. Um, I, I think these are just verdicts. You tell me what you think, though. You're the legal mind. Oh, well, this is no doubt. I mean, I don't think anybody that is honest and looked at the evidence objectively thought that this was a verdict that, that shouldn't have happened. I mean, he was clearly lying. I mean, the, now, what, now here's the deal. There's three aspects to justice, Trey. Is Are you accusing the right person? Did you get there the right way? The process matters called due process fundamental fair play and, and all that was fine here and then three is what's the appropriate outcome i mean if somebody steals bread they don't go to prison for 20 years if, but if somebody molests a child and, and then murders that child they shouldn't get probation right so the the outcome matters as well it's called meter justice that's what our justice system is premicated on and so what the, what is the result that we think is appropriate that's something that that, that judge because the jury doesn't assess punishment in illinois from my understanding so that will be back on the judge, which could get political. Who knows? Yeah, and that's my understanding as well. And there's also some federal guidelines that he has to follow because of the type of crime being a hate crime and all that. And some of these federal guidelines are, are pretty stiff, so he may not have as much discretion that he would have in another kind of case. That's my understanding. Again, you're the legal mind, but you know, can explain that to us. This got really political, though, because you know, uh, political voices on the left got involved. You know, and they were blaming Donald Trump and MAGA Nation and all that. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the rest of them were all out there. Uh, of course, came uh, Al Sharpton. He he, uh, such an opportunist. He wouldn't miss a chance to get involved. This Hollywood, all the typical Hollywood lefties, they all got involved in this as well. So it did become political. But when you get down to the nut of it, Nico, you get down to what the case was. This guy created this crime. He lied about creating that crime. He blamed others for creating the crime. A crime and a blame that he could have sparked a race war over and set back the whole hate crime legislation by decades. So I, I think he deserves prison time. I think he needs to go. Well, those are, all, those are all considerations that the judge, the trier of fact in this case, should consider. I'll tell you something. I don't mean to throw a kink in the operation here, but I'm curious. I mean, I have to put on my defense attorney hat. I'm wondering if, the, if there was either argued or there will be argued what we call the Cosby effect. And if you recall what Bill Cosby did, remember the prosecution initially said, if you do this, if you testify during this deposition, we will dismiss this or we won't use it against you. And then later on, another prosecutor came in and used it against him. Well, my understanding is that he was told by another, by the initial prosecutor before they were recused or she recused, he recused himself, that if you do X, Y, and Z in, in Texas, it's called pretrial diversion, but I don't know what it's called in Illinois. It was kind of like an informal one where if you forfeit your bond, if you do some community service, if you, do, you donate your time at this organization on weekends, which he allegedly did all those things, then these cases will be dismissed. And another that special prosecutor came in and said, you know, forget that. You're getting prosecuted. I'm, all I'm saying is that can be argued under the standards that Cosby kind of laid out, that case in Pennsylvania laid out. Was there an offer? Was there consideration? And was there acceptance and performance on that? And then could there be a motion to bar prosecution, so to speak, or some type of appeal? I don't know. Now, when you look at the merits of the case, the guy's guilty of sin. I mean, there's no doubt. About it. I mean, it's embarrassing. I think all of those reporters and, as you said, those left-leaning people should at least repent. Just say, look, we believed him. We thought it was true. It was a very different season and time in our country at that moment, and we fell for it. We owe people an apology. Now, will that happen? You know that won't because that takes humility, but I think that's what should happen. We're, we're out of time, but at the, at the very least, he owes Chicago a ton of money for the thousands yeah. of man hours that the police invested in trying to find these guys. 100%. 100%, Trey. You're the man, Nico. I appreciate you, as always, and uh, I can't wait to see you again soon face-to-face. -face. Have a blessed and Merry Christmas, my man. You too. That's Nico LaHood, former DA and great friend of all of us here at KTSA. So, uh, Don, our resident music guy, is Don Morgan. And uh, it, this is kind of a special day. Uh, back on this day in 1967, Ronnie Caldwell and other members of the Barquets Went down in a plane crash in Wisconsin. And on that plane was Otis Redding. At that time, 1967, Otis, of course, considered one of the greatest singers in the history of American popular music. Uh, soul music, of course, nicknamed the King of Soul. 
And at that time, riding high with a song that, to this day, just I love it every time I hear it. It This song never gets old for me. Otis Redding, sitting on the dock of the bay. Sitting in the morning sun. I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Beautiful, isn't it? Mm. Watching the ships roll in. And then I watch them roll away again. Yeah. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. Watching the tide roll away. So good, so good, so good. You know, I, I saw an interview with Steve Perry the other day, and he was talking about Sam Cooke and how Steve Perry kind of emulated Sam Cooke. With, you, you can hear that. Right? <laughs> and and the echo, because Sam right. would sing it in the in the echo chamber. They didn't have the devices right, to do it. Yeah. He had to go in a bathroom. Yep. <laughs> and he sang it in an echo chamber, and Sam would sing to himself, because when the echo would come back, Sam would be singing to the echo. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, Steve Perry, you know, did that. But I hear that notice, too. Yeah. And, and what I hear out of Otis Redding was, effortless he, he he's not working no <laughs> it just comes out of him naturally you know like who's is out of his pores he's a young guy he's like 26 or yeah something. well the barquets guys were 18 and 19 yeah, yeah. they were kids they were but uh, i had read somewhere that that song uh, that he wrote with steve cropper the the guitar player on that who just i mean the guitar on that is beautiful right fantastic uh at the time otis who was a soul shouter uh, had just come off of tour, and so his, his throat was a little raw. Uh-huh. So he tried to come up with something that was, you know, Soft a little more low key. And there you go. That's what you get. Well, it's a it's a tune that I'll. I, I mean, like I said, I could hear it a million times and give mm-hmm. it give it to me a million and one because yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to go again yeah. another million because I just one. love that record. Yeah, there's a lot of there's been a lot of covers of. It's kind of like Brown Eyed Girl, everybody right. ta- Or California Dreaming. Everybody takes a shot at it, but there you go. That's the. That's the one we all want to go back to. There are some songs that you just don't cover. You don't attempt, as an example, Only the Lonely by Roy Orbison. Yeah. Because as hard as you try, you're not going to get up there. Yep. At the end, you're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. And the same is true with that record. You can try over and over again. I don't care how much soul you've got, you're not going to get the soul out that Otis mm-hmm. Redding got out of there. That's record. true. So this day in 1967, the passing of Otis Redding. All right, quick break. We'll come right back after Don's news. I want to tell you about our friends over at Lifestyles Unlimited, a an organization that can help you set a retirement plan for five years or less. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate education and mentoring group that's going to show you how to get ready for retirement. Now, real estate, of course, is always going to be around. And you know what the real estate market is like right now. This is a great time uh, to have these properties, whether it's uh, single-family or multi-family uh, properties. But you got to know what you're doing. So here's what I want you to do. Get the Financial Freedom Membership right now. It's usually $740 a year. You'll get it for $297 for two years when you use my name, when you log on to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Now, you can take the course sitting on the couch at home like I did, or you can actually go in person, live in person now. And this is not a teaser seminar. This is a complete course in investing in real estate. So here's what I want you to do right now. Go to FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Again, that is FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. Type in my last name, WARE, W-A-R-E, all in caps, and get ready to save and get ready to plan for your financial future at... It's after their second dose. Oh! Barefoot's new wine. Oreo cookie wine. Goes with Oreo cookies. What are you gonna dip your Oreo? You know, you know what? You know what? You dip your Oreo cookie and you dip it in milk. You don't dip it in wine. What are they talking? (laughs) (laughs) I really am gonna become violently ill here. You don't even want to try it. No, I don't even want to try it. I don't. You you may like it. I I may have to. You know, then you can give us your your well. Because I, I sacrifice myself for the show, right. you know? I sacrifice hours of sleep so I can study. I sacrifice doing things that I wouldn't normally do so mm-hmm. that I can come here and speak from experience. I may have to right. experience the Oreo cookie. <laughs> it's hard even hard to say. Oreo cookie barefoot wine. Yeah. <laughs> However, research. Well, research, yeah, show prep. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh. 
But if you're, you know, if you're on a budget because you know the economy is so bad, there's also a, a wine called Hydrox. <laughs> That's MD twenty twenty. Yeah, it's Hydrox wine. You know, and when you Oreo toss that down, it comes right back up. You know, yeah, what I'm pretty saying? much. Yeah. <laughs> now I do like Oreo cookies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but Oreo cookies are all right, but um, mixing it with wine, I'm just not too sure of. No. Uh, I told you that we, you know, uh, I'm not a big wine person. We have new people listening, so they didn't hear this, but I'm not a big wine person. It's not my thing, right? It's just yeah. not. But I got a friend that's really great at it, and he knows all the wines, and he's really erudite and all that kind of stuff. He, he gets it. He understands it. Yeah. And whenever he comes over to some sort of function, I'm cooking dinner or something, he brings wine. He did the other night. It was delicious, wonderful. But uh, it's never been my thing. But one time we were at a function where they were doing wine tastings. And this guy stand up there and, you know, and they do the whole, we're going to swish us around in your glass, you know, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then you're supposed to smell it. I never know what you're supposed to smell. What? You know, when I was, when I did drink, it was like Lone Star. What am I going to go smell a Lone Star? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it smells like a beer. But anyway, and he's supposed to smell all this stuff. And he passes it under his nose, and he says, ah, are you smelling the oak? You know, we're like, everybody's like nodding because we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sure. looks around and goes, yeah, mm-hmm. I smell the oak. Uh, do you smell the berries? There's wild berries in there. Yeah, yeah. And then he does it again. He goes, you smell the sunflowers. Oh, yeah. See, there's wild berries and sunflowers. Came out of a field somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then he did it, and he went, cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's yeah. in wine. There you go. Those those grapes, you know, you gonna let the cat out in the field. Sure. Ooh, what's on a grape? I wonder if the Oreo wine people are gonna have a double stuff that's like twice as. <laughs> <laughs> It'll well, knock you out faster. And then they go get in all the other flavors, right? Right. Because they got the vanilla, and then they got the rainbow. Yeah. You know, for LGBTQ, they got rainbow uh, Oreos. And then they got Superman Oreos for Superman. They got all these different. They had some Lady Gaga Oreos. They did, yeah. yeah. Lady Gag me. <clears throat> it was yeah. terrible. And they love the pumpkin spice once. Pumpkin spice once a year. Yeah, right. And oh. here's the thing that I've noticed about it. I don't try them all, but I've tried a couple of different varieties of the Oreos. They all taste the same. Yeah. They well, just taste like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that yeah. is, Don. <laughs> Anything but the regular Oreo, which you know has a, a, a lovely chocolate flavor. That's right. The rest just tastes like sugar. Well, and, and I wonder why. There's yeah. no sugar in them, right? It's, There's it's, nothing hey, fattening, no, no carbs, not nothing like that right. in an Oreo. Yeah. In fact, I think with an Oreo cookie, you get a pass on all calories and all pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Should be that way. I'll tell you what I did. This was years ago, probably 30-some-odd, 35 years ago. I would come home almost every night because I got addicted to it. I'd get some two scoops of vanilla ice cream, and I'd just crumble up a bunch of Oreos in it. And I would sit there and watch TV, and Justin was a baby, and he'd crawl around the floor, and I'm just tossing that stuff down. Right. Now, oh, man, took about a month of me doing that. I realized that was a bad idea. Yeah, sure was. 29-inch waist jeans went to 33 overnight. <laughs> I said, nope. It happened. Got to stop this yep. right now. But you can't blame the Oreos for that. Because if you had, you know, eaten them and then the next morning wake up and then run five miles, right? You know, it would have all evened out. Well, <laughs> that's what I say. But at fifty-eight, it doesn't work that way. No, anymore. exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't yeah. work that way. I anymore. hope it to the mailbox every couple of days. You yeah, know, and... right. <laughs> so uh, as we go on a break here, uh, I, I do want to mention this Rachel Rollins, and I'll I'll delve into her a little bit more in the next segment because uh, she's a total butt. And uh, I, I don't know if you saw Tucker at all last night. Uh, I don't know if you've been following this girl at all. When uh, Joe Biden appointed her to be U.S. attorney out of Massachusetts, I looked her up and saw some things about her that they're absolutely frightening. She not only is not qualified to be a U.S. attorney, she's not qualified to be dog catcher she's not qualified for anything she is a racist she hates anybody who is not black and you know what she's not black i'll explain tsa morning news with trey ware appear courtesy of the stevens roofing newsmaker hotline get it we're facing a variant that has um the potential to require more immunity to be protected oh yeah What's up with you? What was that outburst during the play? <laughs> Wasn't supposed I, I, to be. I heard you. I heard you 
let out this grunt, and I looked up God. just in time to see Rymo walking by. And yeah. I go, well, you know. No, it had nothing to do with him. Oh, yeah, I thought he goosed you or something. No, I, the, the mic was accidentally on. It was a hot yeah. mic, hot mic, yeah. and I was readjusting myself in the chair. And I often make noises when I readjust myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, right. Whoa, whoa, wow. So that's what was going on. Okay. A little readjustment going on. I thought there was a reason to call HR this morning. Well, so. there might be. Okay. Uh, we'll discuss that later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I want to talk for a second about Rachel Rollins. Um, uh, she was discussion on Tucker. I've talked about her before. Um, you know, I, I've always believed that part of an administration, of course, is the people that are in the administration, right? So you got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and all the other nut jobs that are there. They're insane. These people are really anti-American, insane folks that are in this administration right now. And they're doing more harm to the country than we've ever had happen to the United States. And by the way, it's not just, when you, when you look at what they're doing, it's not just like COVID protections and all that. Their plan has always been to destroy d- democracy, reduce democracy, reduce your freedom, and literally enslave you to the government. That's, and, and they do it bit by bit, just you know, piece by piece. Uh, this Rachel Rollins, nut job, who ain't black, by the way. Uh, a few years ago, she was in a parking lot with a, another woman in a car, another car, and she starts screaming at this other woman and then jumps out. You want me to give you a ticket? You want me to give you a ticket? You and, and the other woman said, what did I do? What are you talking about? Screaming at her. You want me to give me a ticket? And then she goes over to her car, this Rachel Rollins nut job, and she turns red and blue lights on in her car i'm all right you take it i'm gonna haul you in well turns out she's not a cop she impersonates one guilty of impersonating a cop but she's not a cop she was the and and is basically the suffolk county in massachusetts the prosecutor what she really is is a radical racist who has no qualifications she was able to bs her way because she's a radical racist on the left into the good graces of people like joe biden who made sure she got elected you know the the soros crowd who funds people like her and everything else so she got uh, she got put in there and one of the things one of her first acts was to uh, come up with a drop a list of 15 crimes that she said you could commit and no worries, I'm not going to prosecute you. None whatsoever. Trespassing, shoplifting, breaking and entering, and that includes a residence, wanton destruction of property, drug possession with the intent to distribute, drug dealing, resisting arrest, larceny, and more. You could do that, and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to prosecute you. She was asked in a subsequent interview about that, and she said, well, you know, it takes us about $50,000 per crime to go ahead and prosecute these crimes. We could save, we could spend that money on, uh, on racial issues going on, and so we shouldn't be spending that money prosecuting these criminals. She's just one of many of these nut jobs who are out there who are letting criminals skate, and now the criminal, now we're paying for it with smash and grab and everything else. And so, Joe Biden, and again, meaning the Biden people, because he's not even conscious, Joe Biden appoints her to be the U.S. attorney out of Massachusetts. Now, when all this stuff happened with the lady in the car that I told you about in the parking lot, the news found out about it because the lady wanted to report this as a, you know impersonating police officer. She actually had somebody take a picture of the license and turn it over to the cops right and found out she was an impersonating an officer she was just like a, a prosecuting attorney she was not a police officer so it went to the news and the news showed up at her house this all happened a couple of years ago in a video and the news went to her house to interview her and they're across the street now the news people were very careful to never show the house. They never, ever one time showed the house. You had no idea where they were. It was a parking lot with her car there. And she gets out of the car, and she goes crazy, just nuts on this news person. Starts screaming. You can look it up and see it for yourself. It's online. Starts screaming at this news person about, you're a white woman ranting at me. 
And everything that she says and does is from the position of race. She's a racist. She claims to be black, but she's not really. You know, her dad is Irish. Do we have somebody in Texas who claims to be a Mexican, but he's not really? He's Irish? Yes. His name is O'Rourke. Well, she claims to be black, but she's not really. She's like Obama and so many others. But what she is is a racist. And she sees racism as this big moral issue that she has to solve, that she has to fix. And so what she's doing is prosecuting people that she claims to be racist, and other people who are actually committing the crimes are getting to skate under her watch. This is the type of people, and we see it over and over again with this Biden bunch, that are being appointed to high positions of power. Now, long after Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are gone, because they're going to be gone someday, these people who have been given these positions of power, like an Anthony Fauci and this nut job, they're still going to be around. They are going to wreck and ruin as many lives as they can between now and whenever they're done in public life. Our justice system is sacred. We should always do everything we can to protect our justice system. And just like I say about all these DAs across the country that are being funded by George Soros in order to create chaos in our streets and allow criminals to run amok on the streets among us, people like her should never, ever see the positions of power that she has. And these are the kind of folks that Joe Biden is putting into place all across the country. All right, the same Joe Biden that said, Jesse Smollett, baby, I love you, and we, we must stand and demand that we no longer have a, a give, a give hate a safe harbor in our nation. That same Joe Biden. We're going to talk about Jesse Smollett a little bit and a lot of other stuff this morning on Warren Rima. Coming up next, KTSA.